What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to New Hill Talks, a podcast for the members and regular attenders of New Hill Church. My name is Michael Meadows. I'm the lead pastor at New Hill Church. I am Gary Fox, uh, assistant pastor at New Hill Church. Assistant to the pastor. There you go. <laughs> and Mark Sherry, a new member, which I'll play for about a year, that card. That's Gary did uh, pastoral candidate of the month all, of, tw- all of 2020. And before that, I would say member of the month. Which was only for like a few months. For a few months. Yeah. But... Uh, regardless, we're back. Uh, it's been a few weeks now. We had, yeah. what, the snowstorm kept us out the one Tuesday, and then yep. we've had other things going on. So I'm a little bit nervous about this this week, this this taping. You guys know what taping is? I'm sorry. This recording, this digital recording. You want to know why I'm nervous about this? I'm nervous that the sound quality is going to be excellent or much better than what it normally is. Because we're meeting in the church office this week instead of the cigar lounge. And then I'm afraid our wives are going to listen to this and they're going to go, wow, this sounds so much better. You guys need to just do it in the office. It sounds so much better. And then we're going to lose our reason to go to the cigar lounge. But the benefit is we can put a humidor in the church. I'm so confused. You told your wife you were coming to the church? Huh? Why'd you tell her you were coming here? She keeps tabs on That's your own fault. I have to. You could have just said I was doing the podcast. Actually, I did say that. What I'm saying is, when so they now we need to, to delete it, this. When they listen to it, we just say when, that we put up, we use different microphones. No, Aubrey will know. They'll know. No one's gonna know. Well, they know now. Don't they track your phones like mine does mine? <laughs> you got it. Because you have an Android. Oh, you're talking about your wife. Yeah, yeah no. Um, Aubrey and I share locations too, which is absolutely phenomenal for when they don't answer because they do that. Yeah. Like you ever like. They'll call, oh, and then you call them back immediately. And so then, when they don't answer immediately, you're like, oh, what gosh, there's something's going on right now. Right. And, like, they my instinct is to go, like, right. Rambo somewhere. So, no, I get mad where I try to call. It's like, why am I paying for this cell phone when you don't pick up? Like, Yeah. And she's like, well, because I got all these kids hanging all over me. And maybe if I had your great life, I could just pick up the phone whenever. We have uh, another special guest with us today. What? There's the puppy. Izzy, go ahead and say hi. She's she's not as vocal. Oh man, tonight. she's she's using her bell. <laughs> Izzy, it's great to have you here today. Also, if you've no, there, this kind of dog's a hyperallergenic. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay. no shedding, real hair, real fake hair. dog, or fake dog, toy dog, <laughs> artificial dog. Um, that's that's great though. Dog, yeah, very sweet. So, anyways, we're back at it. We took a few weeks off, so why not jump into some controversial topics? Um, more than anything, important uh, topics. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Equality Act um, with love and kindness. Uh, we'll be talking about it. And we're also going to be talking about personal space. Uh, so we will jump into the heavier of the two and then kind of work our way back back down to um, some uh, sensitive material. Or what, what, what's a better way to say that? Some... Um, basic material i guess yeah. so let's I'm just go sure. ahead and, and and dive in deep um i'll let gary if you want to lay the foundation of what the equality act is just lay the foundation let's just go piece right. by piece here so what is the equality so, act yeah. and what's it doing without any tone or bias just what yeah, is it yeah i mean essentially it would be to um to elevate the status of the lgbtq C3PR, what I don't know. The 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 gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual, uh unicorns, whatever. I don't that community. I, I, that yeah. community. I don't want to leave any of them out though. They're like so that group. Jokes aside, I mean it, it does continue to add. So No, it does. I, yeah. That's what it's like. And then of course if you leave something out, then it's like you're a bigot. Yeah. No. So um, anyway, so anyway, in all seriousness, LGBTQ plus, whatever it is, um, to elevate that um, segment of the population that identifies themselves that way uh, to a protected class of people, uh, just like racial minorities, um, gender, you know, men and women, so forth, although this would blow that sky high. But um, what we would think of as protected classes. Where, you know, if you say, you know, like if you go to a bank or, you know, they can't discriminate based on race, gender, ethnicity, uh, and uh, uh, religion, so forth, so forth. 
um, that they would elevate that segment of people that think like that to that level of status, which then has just massive implications um, for all Americans, particularly anyone who is religious, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, anyone with any kind of historical religious uh, conviction would, would be put into just a major, you know, problem. So um, that's the controversy, is whether or not those people should be treated um, as a protected class. So um, if you didn't already know, if you live in Medina, they already passed an ordinance, which not to this extreme, but it, it does already protect this class um, further than a lot of other places, actually. Yeah. They had an LGBTQ plus ordinance um, that passed um, a year ago, I believe. Um, so it, it, it's something to know and, and to, to take note of um, things that are going on. Um, and this act is um, really not well thought out. Um, and I'll say this in the sense, like, without even getting into, like, political preference, because, you know, I'd be, like, more libertarian this just isn't good for the sense that it's it's overstepping. Um, it's stepping on other people's toes while um, in the name of taking the feet off the other person's feet. So it, it's not like the feet aren't on someone's toes with this act. It, it's just removing it from one foot and placing it on the other when really it shouldn't be on any foot. Like if we're talking about the, the rights that, that are established here in the United States, everybody's got these rights already. Like the no discrimination, it applies. Um, like the the fact that we're doing this shows that we're not upholding the law in certain areas as is. I mean, it's just a it's a fact. I mean, like, what what part of don't discriminate don't we understand? So then, what we're going to do is overcorrect and protect a certain class, and then slap the other side of the country in the face. Even with discrimination, though, not all forms of discrimination first are illegal, and second should. Uh, should be not all forms of discrimination should be illegal. In other words, you could discriminate uh, for all kinds of different reasons. Uh, the military does it constantly. Like I don't think I could even join at qualifications. This point. Right. I mean, you're just we <clears throat> discriminate against people that are your age, your weight. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. you, these things. It just is what it is. We just you know. So when we say discrimination, um, we're talking about protected classes. So somebody who's 43 years old and in my condition where, you know, I throw some weights around, but I can't run miles, I can't do those things, to say that, I, believe me, there's lots of people like me, right? So we could coalesce and create our, our own community and to begin to say that we're being discriminated against, which the answer is yes, you are being discriminated against, and then saying we should be a protected class and we should be allowed to go into the U.S. military. Without, without having to change anything. And a great example of that is with uh, Navy SEALs. There have been no women Navy SEALs because they can't meet the physical requirements of pull-ups, push-ups. And so what Gary's saying is they're discriminating based on requirements that are required to do that particular job. Right. So it's not unjust to discriminate in that way. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. Let's, again, start with the foundation and build up from here. The definition of discrimination uh, straight off of uh, the internet and its definitions from Oxford languages. Um, one, first definition is the unjust, unjust and prejudicial treatment of different categories of people or things, especially on the grounds of race, age, or sex. The second definition would be the recognition and understanding of the difference between one thing and another. The example here would be the discrimination between right and wrong. Um, so you're making um, a distinction uh, between two things. And then the first definition dealing with um, how it defines it, the unjust or prejudicial treatment. So, I mean, like going back, I mean, to that part, it's like that we, we agree on. There's this sense of not treating. How do you define unjust? Right. That's, the whole thing hinges on that. What's a just discrimination? What's an unjust discrimination? Like, so nobody, it's, it goes even to this concept of like social justice and all of these things. Like, who doesn't believe in social justice? I mean, I, I want justice socially. Like, 
So it depends on how we're defining these terms. Like, what does that mean? What is unjust? Is it unjust um, for a church to uh, to say that if you're living a homosexual lifestyle, you can't, not only can you not be ordained here, you can't join here. And if you are already joined here and this comes out, that we'll place you, as long, so long as it's unrepentant and you are uh, asking or demanding that we affirm this, we'll place you under church discipline and so forth. Is that... And so that is a form of discrimination, 100%. But is that just or is that unjust? Or um, is it just or unjust for, um, for, a, uh, for a woman, for, for the ladies' uh, track team or women who are, who are trying out for the Olympics, for them not to allow biological men to race? So we're going to discriminate against any biological man. You cannot participate in this, um, in this race. Now, is that... So is it discrimination? Yes. Is it just or unjust? That's the question. And I use even the example of the Special Olympics, right? I mean, Mark, we, we know guys at the, at the gym mm -hmm. that, I mean, can we sign them up right. to go into powerlifting, which the Special Olympics has powerlifting, right? Right? No. Right now, the answer is no. You're certain, you, you, if you don't have X, Y, Z, whatever, you know, there may be different... Uh, issues that you need to have in order to participate. And I'm sure they have that listed out. And if you don't have one of those, then you are discriminated against. You cannot join this thing. Is that just or unjust discrimination? So that's where we... So what would you say is, yeah, unjust discrimination? So like, so we as a country for a while, I mean, really, I think up until like maybe the past decade have like had a pretty good grasp on like what is unjust. And now I'd say it's blurred to where maybe we even need to define that. So um, I'm gonna hand this. I'm gonna hand this one to Mark for a second. Like, would you have for somebody listening? Uh, we would begin to to understand the grounds of unjust discrimination. Yeah. So, and, and if I could even back it up just a, a second sure. to say, when, when Christians look and they see Equality Act, right? Who doesn't want equality in a just sense? Right. So, a lot of Christians are ignorant to what's being proposed and the ramifications that would come about because all they see is the title. We're a society of headlines and tweets and memes and you know what this really boils down to is this is a tactic of satan uh and, and in second corinthians uh it says we're not ignorant of his schemes that's satan's schemes and he disguises himself as an angel of light so i think there is a sense in which for those who don't read the equality act what it's proposing uh when when you look at it oh yeah equality sounds great it's it's not at all what it's proposing it's proposing the destruction of uh, societal righteousness within the different groups, uh, within the, the different structures of the government and the family uh, and, and businesses. Um, so th th to, your, to your question about what would be unjust discrimination, um, and I'd, I'd probably need some help in development on that, but uh, my understanding is that it's the prerogative of the particular business to discriminate in whatever they, way they want. It would be unjust to discriminate on uh, for, for giving service regarding uh, the person's sex. Um, I'm not going to say gender because sex and gender are the same. Uh, you know, ethnicity, uh, background. But they have, I think they should have that right. And so if, you, if, if uh, a place in Medina is discriminating against someone and saying, I'm going to refuse service to you based on your sex, age, or gender, guess what? People aren't going to come to that place. So, uh, you're, so you're taking the libertarian approach here I, of I, like, absolutely, you should be, as a business owner, allowed to do whatever you want. Yes. If you don't want to serve um, a white man or a black man or a woman or a man, like whatever, right. that's your right. But... As American citizens, we're probably going to do the right thing and, hey, I'm not going to buy from you. Yeah, like, and that's or at un, least like that's, we have that right to, to exercise. We can exercise that right of, I don't have to go buy from that coffee shop because they won't serve black people. And I guarantee you that's what would happen. Right. Nobody would visit that shop. They would be, they'd go out of business. And so we, we let society, uh, the guidelines that God gives to society, weed out those businesses that are practicing unjustly. But I think it's their prerogative to do so personally. Right. An unjust discrimination. So again, how, who defines what's just? And, and it's all so critical. God defines it, right? So we got to think of it in terms of biblical revelation. How is God defining the word justice and just and so forth? An unjust, a truly unjust discrimination is a discrimination 
which violates somebody's rights. Okay, they're God-given rights. So, in other words, uh, okay, you're a black man, so you no longer have due process. You, right. you do not, we will not provide for you uh, legal counsel. You don't have the right to a, a, um, a jury or, you know, whatever. Right. So we're now discriminating in an unjust way against this person because his rights are now being violated. Or if we said um, um, the, um, whether it's, uh, I'm trying to, race keeps coming to mind, but like a black church or a Korean church or so forth. This a Korean church is not allowed to meet in this town. You cannot establish a Korean-speaking church, right? right? That now is just an unjust discrimination. Based on their have, rights. They have the right, That's right to assemble. They have the right to worship. They have the right to, um, you know, uh, to, to preach or to teach whatever doctrine that they understand. Now, ultimately... I'm not. I mean, there's many wonderful Korean churches, but like just in that example, let's say it was a right. cult or something. You know, they're going to answer to God for mm-hmm. that, uh, but it's certainly not the government's. The government is not God, so they're not going to answer to the government for heresy. They're going to ultimately answer to God. So, un- so when it, with that kind of an understanding of discrimination, it lends itself to what Mark is describing, which I do agree with as well that. That if a company or a business or an individual or a church wants to discriminate who they do business with, then that's their right. They don't, it's their money, it's their building, it's their equipment. And if they don't want to engage in business, a business transaction with somebody for whatever reason, mm-hmm. that's their problem. Like, yeah. Now, let's not be too Pollyanna about this though. If that is true, then that means that there's philosophical problems with the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which took the, took the right of private business owners and, or maybe uh, other institutions away from them and said, you are, di-, and they were discriminating against, in particular, blacks at that point, you're no longer allowed to do that, right? So what we would argue is that this problem would have solved itself, right? And I believe it would have. The the whole mood, in fact, the only reason the politicians felt comfortable, politicians don't do anything, very few of them do anything out of some moral ethic. They're constantly projecting the trends. Popularity. And they want to ride the waves. So the fact that the government was even doing anything about this tells you that there was a groundswell Mm -hmm. of support for it, right? But the groundswell would have taken much longer. Mm-hmm. So it may not have been until 1974 or 1984 before this stuff would have dissolved itself and fixed itself. So what we're arguing is that the slow burn effect against the kind of, of racial discrimination is superior to the, the hardcore, fast, top-down, smash the thing, right? And I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm, I would say, yes, the slow burn is ultimately better, even though it would have, frankly, because of sin, it would have led to a prolonged suffering. And I get that. And I understand the, what's coming out of my mouth. I understand the implications of this. It would have prolonged it. For those people, but for subsequent generations, for the next 50, 100, and 200 years, by giving the government that kind of authority, there is going to be far greater suffering as a result over much longer period of time. And I'd equate it to like, you know, if you want to get strong into bodybuilding, into powerlifting, right? You can go the long way and do it all nat. What's called natty, all natural. Eat clean, eat healthy, or you can reach your goal by taking anabolic steroids and just getting on the gas and going for it. You may get to the goal, but you're doing it in a way that's not good. In the mm-hmm. long run, it's not good. Right. So that's my long dissertation as to. And so, so let me make the connection to the Equality Act. 
Because we gave the government that kind of authority to define for us what is unjust discrimination, right? We gave that to them. Now the government's had this in their hand. Now we're going to find out that they're just about ready to, unless God does a miracle, they're about to cram down uh, transsexuals in the women's locker room and all of this stuff because we handed it to them. And so I'm arguing that we should never hand it to them to begin with. Well, and, and the ramification of this, you, you gave the example of the transgender. Before the session, we started talking about being forced to ordain homosexuals into the clergy. Uh, some other ones, children could seek to change their gender without parental knowledge or consent. And I'll take that a step further and say that if you as a parent will not permit your child or instruct them in the way of that they can choose their gender, the state could eventually take your child from you. That's yes. and, and you think, oh, that's impossible. No way. No way. The slippery slope is a real live example of how the left uses... It happens in Europe now. It's, in Germany. I mean, and, and this is how they do it. They say, you know what? We're not... We just want to be left alone, right? We're proposing A. We just want to be left alone. And then... Uh, over time, we're like, fine, we'll leave you alone. We won't, we won't fight you on it. And then now it's, you have to accept what I'm doing. And if you don't, then you're wrong. So it's just, it's just, it's an old, yes, it's an old tactic that the left has used. Faith-based hospitals and insurance could be uh, forced to provide gender transition therapies that violate their religious beliefs. I mean, the list is, it, it, it goes on and on. This impacts daily life for Christians who take a stance on this, not because they're bigots or because they're mean, but because the scriptures are very, very clear on these topics. And there's no room for disagreement uh, about, you know, these particular issues of supposed equality. Yeah. And so even if you fall on like a, a different, um, so let me say this. I agree with, with Mark and Gary, um, just so we're all under the same understanding. I, if you own a business, I believe you should be allowed to do what you want. Um, unfortunately, that may mean like I'm not going to be served at that restaurant or you know that coffee shop, whatever. Um, and I, I just believe that that's their, their right as the owners. And again, um, I think we should all stand up and do what's right, and maybe they won't be visited or and they'll be visited by yeah. no 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 we're, we're not saying that you should Same be discriminated point. against um because of your skin color um so in other words we're saying sinners should be free to sin as long as they're not committing a crime not all sins are crimes so what we're saying is that it's sinful like do not like i would uh, you could if hold you on what's business, what's sinful discriminating against a making class. sure you're yeah making you that know what I'm right saying? right so so if and if we had somebody at our church that owned a coffee shop or whatever and said whites only, they would come under church discipline here. Yeah. Right. That's, That's right. our prerogative Bingo. as Christians. Not the in our our view, and that it's not the government's prerogative. Right. And so maybe you fall in a, a different you're listening to this and you're like, Well, I don't think that businesses and you're separating church from a business. Like I, I get that Christians can make their argument there. Um, understand this. This bill is still infringing um, on a lot of rights, mm -hmm. um, particularly within the church. So we can say no discrimination based off of age, sex, uh, gender, ethnicity, all those things, and it not infringe the way it has, and not need another act. Um, you could you could even go that far. Um, this goes way beyond that. And and while we disagree for for many 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 reasons, even the way that we see government, um, this goes beyond that. Like we could. We could probably bring in five different guys so who have PhDs cool. that disagree on like different points with us, but can still shoot this down and why it's it's so ungodly, it's ungodly. Yes. unethical, it's so, and so there's the ethics part of it, which we're talking about. We're going to talk more about it as far as the danger that this poses, in particular, to the Christian community and the Christian church. But it is the foundational philosophy, the assumption being made is that. Gays, lesbians, bisexual, transgenders, queers, and plus whatever else there is, that that is the same type of um, uh, distinction or designation as, as somebody who's black or, or a woman or a man or Hispanic, right? And it is not. There are such things as people from African descent. That's a real biological thing. That's a that we, we that's an anthropological reality. There are people from Honduras. There are people from 
Saudi Arabia, and they there there are ethnicities. I get queasy when I use the word race. I think there's one human race. Yeah, there's, there's no one human race, but there certainly are ethnicities. <clears throat> sure, right? And we and there are genders. There, there, uh, there are two, two of them, right? There's men and there's women, and you can dig right. up the bones of somebody who's been dead for six thousand years, and you can tell if it was a boy or a girl, yeah. a man or a woman. You can tell the, their race. You can tell their age. They're, these are scientific facts. These are realities. And I want to be this probably. This could. I don't know if any of the three people that listen to our podcast, hi Robin, <laughs> <laughs> will report us to Apple. But what I'm about to say may get us an Apple jail. But there is no such thing as a homosexual person. There is no. There's a homosexual action, but there is no such thing as a person who is, by default, factory default, gay. There is no such thing as a transsexual person. Now, you may think you're this thing, and you can act like you're transsexual, you can behave like that, talk like that, but you're not that. So this would take a literal delusion, a per, in the most technical sense of the term, a perversion, a perverted view of, of human nature, and make it law, make it recognized by our law, from our government. So this is, this is just wicked. This is total wickedness, um, and it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, you can debate the issues of, of racial discrimination, whether uh, businesses should be able to do that and so forth. That's not being a debate on that's not a debate on fairy tales being forced upon people as reality. This is. Yeah, I mean, the, we're, I mean, you're pretty much, you're, what you're moving toward is a robot society. Yes. Um, everybody agrees on things. So the issue is, is, like, I mean, like, at what point does it stop? I mean, the, the beauty of a free market is, like, you, you've got differences within Which businesses. Which is true diversity. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, we're not... When we say this, you've, you've got to understand where we're coming from, um, especially as a church. We're not saying um, that, I'm trying to think, like a coffee shop in the corner, like they're not serving blacks, no one serves blacks. Like I'm, What I'm saying is, is there's this difference in um, you are, man, I'm trying to think of how I like to word this and make sure like it's coming across well. Folks, this is like a, a very... We understand sensitive um, topic, but like we're we're trying to speak the truth and and love and grace, but this act just steps so far into the church. And let me say this: you can go to another church, and I can tell you where they are in the community, and I wouldn't recommend them. Um, but you can go there and worship freely and be accepted as a member uh, if you're a part of the LGBTQ community. There are places where you can exercise your rights freely. The problem is, is they're telling everybody that they have to allow this. Like that, that's, that's the issue. Let's be clear. Churches too. And there are other churches so that are just, openly doing this. Not, just the, not yeah. just the coffee shop. Right. Yeah, this isn't just People are gonna, I don't know if Christians right. understand. This isn't just bakers not wanting to no. No. make a Which cake. Is bad enough. This, is, this, is, this is way beyond that. This we is have to admit them level. as members. We have to right. hire them. We have yeah. to... Or else you are discriminating unjustly. According and, to this. Not only letting them, like letting people into membership, Gary, yeah. but like we can no longer preach against. Right. Like, right. No. And let me say this. Let, let me word this in a different way. Maybe that sounds hateful, right? Maybe that just sounds so mean. We can no longer preach the word. Right. I'm not Bible. saying preach against you. I'm saying we can no longer freely says. preach what <laughs> God's word says. Yeah, and that's two tactics of Satan. Is one, just remove the Bible. Hey, yes. it says this. Let's remove it. The other is let's out. distort it. Yes. Let's. And it doesn't really say this. I just. God I just really listen. Say, I just right. listened to um, a, a supposedly gay pastor, and he sounded like a John MacArthur, you know, yeah. uh, master seminar. Everything he was saying, except for that tweak. Yes. That this is what God. You know, God accepts you. He loves you. You can remain like this. And it was so subtle. I thought, man, this guy is a genius, and he's got a lot of people in his church, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just another tactic of Satan. And we yeah. do this with with all things that are being tweaked. This isn't just about you know the LGBTQ plus community. We say when people distort and twist God's word in any area, New Hill Church is going to speak up. Like this is this is just one that happens to be in our face. And back to the whole free market thing. What I'm saying is is like, um, so you don't get hired at one coffee shop. The beauty is is 
there's a million coffee shops like mm, all around. Yeah. Uh, you you absolutely can. You just have to do your research. The problem is is what I was saying earlier, like with churches, is they're making everybody get on board for it. So the there's is, there's no room for they, difference anymore. How are they getting there? How are they saying that churches uh, need to comply with this as well? And the how they're getting there, believe it or not, is even more concerning than what we're looking at with the Equality Act itself. And that is defining churches now as public accommodations. You want to talk about Pandora's box, doing that. For, Why? Be like, very yeah. clear. What is public accommodation? not public. We are not a public accommodation. This is God's house for God's people. Now, you can come and visit, right? But you don't have rights. The, the community does not have rights to what goes on in God's house. This is his house. They're making it a government institution. So yes. Essentially government run, not just by the laws and regulated. This is what they do in China. Yep. This is, and this is so important. This is God's house. It's not Pastor Michael's house, my house. It's not the congregation's house. Like we'll say things like, you know, this is my my church because we, we were part of it. Like we have we have that sense of belonging, but we all understand that this is God's place, God's people, God's resources. The minute, the minute you say it's anything else, least of all the a public accommodation, what you were saying, it's no longer God's. What is it, is it defined as now? Well, it'd be a religious institution, which has like been going past even American law. Back in like English common law, was always cut out and like separated. Right. From, I mean, they so religious institution, organization. Yeah, where they okay. basically regulate themselves with a few, almost no oversight from the government. As long as you're not doing like human sacrifices or raping people or molesting kids, like they have always kept their hands right. out of it. And when they haven't. You've got um, uh, a host of pro- either total compromise in the church and total just dark ages, right. or you've got with an underground church, right? So if we become a public accommodation, that would be like we, we that we are under whether you're five hundred one c three or not, it doesn't matter. You are full fledged under the regulation of the government, so they now can tell you. In the, in the name of equality, in the name of, of being a public accommodation, how you conduct yourself. Not only the gay thing, but how can you discriminate from having a woman elder? Mm-hmm. That's, discrimination. That's discrimination. You yeah. can't, if you're going to be, you know, the show Parks and Recs, uh, Parks, Parks and Rec, you know, when you're dealing with a government public accommodation, you know, they couldn't, in the, in the Parks Department of Edina, they can't say, well, you know, this, these positions we, we can have for men or women, but this position is just for a man. Right. You can't do that. It's a public accommodation. Yeah. Right. Major problems. Major problems by, and it's, so it's somehow even bigger than having to ordain homosexuals. Like, it's basically saying the church is no longer the church. The church yeah. is no longer a city on a hill. Right. It's part of the yeah. uh, city of man. Like, and not being a, a business owner myself, like, so like I would go to the point where like I would disagree with this act outside of the church, but what we as believers need to understand is it is it is going to affect your worship, um, yes, because your pastors won't be able to openly speak, and what can happen with that, um, you could you could have your pastors step up and then everything changes because when they continue preaching the word of God faithfully, um, then we will. Um, potentially be put in jail, be fined, or just lose our ma- yeah, ma- maybe we're not thrown in jail, but we could lose our building, and then we're yeah. like trying. You all think it's tough enough now to like find kids volunteers, like try try doing it in someone's basement. Uh, try doing it where so, if you're doing it, you can go to jail. Yeah, you know? and, and then on the other hand, maybe you're listening and you're not a part of this church because this will not happen here. Um, th- it begins to get watered down. So then yeah. you're not being fed um, the way you maybe were, the, the way that you should. And so then there's this conforming to, well, now it's what the government says, and like we've got to obey the government, Romans 13, and it's like that's just not true here. I mean, think of even public accommodation in the, in the age of COVID. They're having a very hard time figuring out a legal way 
to shut churches down. Even right. California is losing court cases. Right. Why? Because it's not a public accommodation, because of the First Amendment, all these like... Right. So you become a public accommodation. Do you guys understand? Remember how they shut the parks down? They just shut the parks down. I thought that's the people's parks. We pay... No, you don't pay... For, like, you're paying for it with your tax dollars, but we regulate it. It's a public accommodation. And for the sake of health and, and safety, uh, we're shutting this down. Like, do you see the... The ripple effects right. of calling us that. Quick, We're not that. Quick point, and I'm going to hand it to Mark. I know you got something to say. We're not saying churches get the exemption, like Christian churches. We're saying across the board this needs to be yeah. something. And, and being defined as a religious organization or institution, we're not saying, hey, we're the special ones, though, like, our God's the only God for sure, but right. like we're not saying, hey, we we want our equality and you not get. I don't believe like, there should be any public accommodations except for maybe town hall. All right, now to Mark. <laughs> so, so, so I, I know I know um, I know I've heard this before from both the left and the right, and comparing the the state of America this time to Nazi Germany, right? I've heard it both ways. I am not likening the left at all to Nazism. Just to, just to be clear, right off the bat. However. In Nazi Germany, the German church, with the exception of someone like a Dietrich Bonhoeffer, they cowered under the regime, under the Reich, the wicked Nazi rule. They cowered. They didn't stand up. Very few did. And as I'm, as I'm reading through Revelation and studying it, uh, I'm noticing the way that Christ speaks to the pastors of these churches, representing the churches, and he gives them uh, a commendation and a condemnation, with the exception of one church who, who one receives just a commendation, one just receives a, a, a condemnation. But to the church uh, in chapter 2 at Ephesus, he says, uh, despite their problems, he says, that, uh, yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, right. which I also hate. Christ is speaking to the churches in Medina and across the country, yeah. and he is saying, I mean, what do you... <laughs> What do you want Christ to say to your church? Because if you are right. going with this bill, he is going to come and fight against you with the sword of his mouth. And if you, if you take a stand on this, on the wrong side of it, man, God, God have mercy on your church. Well, he will close the doors or he'll make it entirely apostate. Well, just remove your candle. He'll, he'll remove the candle. And it could be you grow into a mega church, yes. but you're apostate. Yes. But the doors are really closed. Yeah. And, and so that, that's, you know, I, I'm glad here that we have pastors at New Hill who take a stand, who actually address. I was thinking about this. Going through, you guys are going through the New City Catechism, and I'm like, thank God they address this because how many don't even want to talk about it because right. they don't want to be controversial. And and I'm I'm right. very thankful because this is this is the light on the hill. This is the city on the hill. This is the light, not under a bushel, right. but it's shining. And Christ is going to give accommodation about this church for the stance they're taking. Not just kind of like, well, we see their point, and you know, we 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 will agree to disagree. No, they're calling this, this out is for a what fight it is. We're not trying to pick. Yeah, it like, was brought to us. We, we would we would talk about homosexuality or transgenderism if. We're, we're primarily an expository uh, a church that gets into expository preaching. So we books of the Bible, we go verse by verse. That issue comes up, it comes up front behind the pulpit. But it's not like some hobby horse or something that we just we just got this hankering that we're going right. to go hammer. So it's it's uh, you know we're taught the gays and all this stuff. That's not we, yeah. This West, is not, not Westboro Baptist. We're not trying to make this like the centerpiece. But when you have a charging bull coming at you, mm -hmm. you only have so many options, right? You either just let him plow into you or you run away or you do something with it, right? So this is, this is not like our cup of tea. This is not something that we're just like, just happy that we can be talking about. It's mm -hmm. not. Like, I'm sure when uh, Michael and Aubrey were praying about coming up here to plant a church, like, they weren't, this was not on the radar as to like top things that we're going to have to be discussing. But it's in our, it's coming at us. So we have to, well, as war, watchmen on the wall, we have to warn the people of God that there's an enemy here that we didn't right. project or foresee. But you say, well, I don't want to deal with an enemy right now. Why can't we just have a normal, regular church like it used to be back in the good old days of 2018, 2017, right? I wish we could too, right? But the enemy's at the gates. Yeah. And the problem that we're talking about here is, again, you can have your differences on like what government does like for like businesses, which, again, I still oppose this. But what I'm saying is 
this is coming like it, it's overreaching into religious organizations, not just yeah, this Christian churches. But this yeah. isn't a flood. This is a tsunami. And yeah, it, yeah, you're not dealing with a small leak here anymore. It's like you said. Like I mean, it's just it's coming and it's coming with force and power. And what are we gonna do? So let me ask you as an inter- let me interview you. If this passes, what are we gonna do? We're gonna keep doing what we've been doing. But what if they take away our five hundred one c three and we're not tax exempt anymore? What so if- so church, here here's what's gonna happen. Like what what what, what Pastor Gary's asking is is the implications of this on our church if it passes. It'll be this. We could potentially lose our building. We could potentially our five hundred one c three will be gone. Um, but that won't even matter at that point. Like the last thing we're worried about is paying some taxes on stuff at Home Depot. Um, but the the implications would be not only would we lose our building, but we would lose our right again as pastors to preach the word of God faithfully. Um, because whether or not we're meeting in homes, we're going to be told not to say what we're saying. Um, and and really, I don't know about this bill, but like surely the one that would come after that, like would have to address churches. So we might be good for a few years meeting right. like in homes, like where they can't say anything because maybe we drop the name New Hill Church or like that's our gang name. But like, right. they there's gonna come a point where like the next bill is gonna pass where it's like, all right, you can't even meet in your home like that. A hate group. Yeah, I have hate groups right. In your and home. and think think about five years ago if you said, hey, there's gonna be a pastor in Canada who gets arrested for having, for having church. Nobody would believe it. Oh, like, come oh, on. Come on. That's, that's a conspiracy it's, theory. It's, it just it's happened. Here. just happened, yeah. and it's going to continue to happen, and it's come. It's already here in the U.S. It'll happen much more easily in the United States if we're a yes. public accommodation. Yeah. Because just like, I mean, they just shut the parks down. They shut down. Look what John, John DeWine, or Mike DeWine, <laughs> the governor of Ohio, he tells now the Cleveland Browns how many people they can have in their stadium. He, mm. just, tell, he just tells them. You get to have thirty percent now. Right. Oh, thank you, man! So like, <laughs> like they're like he because that's a public accommodation. So what if they told us, yeah, hundred there on Sunday? That is way too much, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, Guys, I got a letter. You can have thirty now. I got a letter in the mail, and it was something about at the municipal court there was going to be a hearing, and I was like, oh my gosh! And I saw like mask and too many people, and I was like, oh no. Like yeah. we we got reported for something, and I like saw it was like that's they don't want too many people at the meeting, and you have to wear masks. I skimmed through things like that. Uh, I almost threw away my jury duty um, oh letter uh, one time where I was getting called to that. Anyways, yeah, I mean, there's this sense just so much overreach. Um, but what's happening here is it's infringing on your religious freedom. Yeah, if, um, if your kids go, we didn't even touch on this, but I mean, maybe a little bit. But even like your kids, the kids at school, in the sports and so forth, and in the locker rooms, mm-hmm. like I literally feel like I'm on an acid trip. That I'm having people tell me that it's okay for for men to go into the showers with my 14 year old daughter. We don't. We won't have that problem here, though. That ain't gonna happen. Not because there's no showers. It's because we have two bathrooms and it's one person. Well, this, but I'm saying in the schools. I'm saying that Dude, we thought that one ahead, to, though. If you go to 21 hour, or 24 hour fitness or yeah. whatever these places, I, you hear this stuff and you're going, "Are you kidding me?" Like you're for, and they look at me like I have three eyeballs. Like I'm the weird one for thinking that that's a problem. Where the reality is, if a man did that, he needs to be hauled out of there and taught a lesson to not do that again. Yeah. Instead, you're the hateful one. You're the actually, you're the dangerous one. You're the hater. You're the oppressor. If you don't let Bob, who sometimes calls himself Sue, and I'm not being facetious, it, he doesn't even have to have the surgery. He doesn't have to have a, a psychological evaluation. Just say, but just say it. Yeah. He can be dressed just like Mark there with his with his. Uh, what rifle is that on your AR-15? Yeah, that's an AR-15 shirt on. There. Did you just wear that yesterday? In. I did. Yeah. <laughs> just walk. Thanks a lot for pointing that out. Just walk. I wore it for three hours. All right. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? This is this is moral decay made legal, not only legal or permissible. Like it'd be different if if a gym up the street wants to have co-ed showers. Okay. I, again, that's their product. That I don't have to go in there, right? Right. So not only are we talking about moral decay and, and debauchery being legalized, but now it's enforced. 
Now it's mandatory. And read Romans 13, and you look at the description of God-instituted government. It's this, it's this. It rewards the good, it punishes the evil. That's the government that we're supposed to be submissive to. If this passes, folks, we are off the rails in defending and trying to apply Romans 13 to this. Yeah, and that, that slippery slope, just to point that out, if you look at the slippery slope in America over the last 50, 60 years, it is, I mean, I, I've tried to think critically against the, the slippery slope theory. I really have. Yeah. And there is just no way to do it because this has been a consistent tactic. And if they do this, if this passes in the Senate, it's it, there's no side that's like, oh, whew, now that that's done let's normalize no it's going to go into the next step until this country is imploded step. at the end of the day what's it i don't know i can't even this is how depraved it's getting but i can't even think what the next step is but you better believe there is one yeah, i well, just my brain can't go it's there gonna, yeah, and what's I mean, crazy is you're going to be legalized pedophilia, pedophilia yeah po- uh, some form yeah, of yeah, polygamy and you'll be numb step. you'll be numb to this by yeah, the time that hits like, well is there sexual yes. orientation you're yeah. hateful you're a bigot you've been oppressing these people you're right. not all child molesters a lot of them this is about love uh, yeah i mean honestly it'll it, get to the point where it's 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 permissible it's okay yeah and we we can't see that no and you no. have three eyeballs and you're captain caveman if you have yeah. a problem if you have a problem with this kid adults is, is consenting to yes. this yep it's not rape the age will go down and down yes. and down until it's, it's and okay and, yeah. yeah oh yeah so talking about infringing and getting people's like rights and whatnot i I don't know if you all have anything specific to say to this uh we can close out with whatever but um deals with personal space too um and that's something i wanted to talk on um and just hit on a little bit here is as mark scoots closer to me like um it, it is very important to understand too like times change people change people are different um, but we need to be cautious. Uh, I, I would say now more than ever with, um, with not knowing who's coming in and who's, uh, being more cautious with this virus, you know, who's, who's living very carefully. Um, and then in their, um, precautions decides I'm going to go to church and then at church, they're going to be grabbed by everybody like, right. Hey, 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 brother. And it's like, all right, like just, you know, being careful. Um, that being said too. Being mindful of other people, men, um, I'm not going to tell you whose hand to shake and whose hand not to shake, um, but we've got to get to uh, reevaluating um, how we interact with the opposite sex as well. Um, this is, is something to consider for, for both sides, um, like the, the two sides of the coin. For, for you as a guy, you're hearing this and you're like, I would never do that. And it's like, well, all right, you would never do it. So then consider this. Don't put yourself in a position to be accused of anything. So maybe you've got all the right intentions. So, but the other side of the coin says, if you don't do that, then you can't be accused of anything. And what I'm talking about is, when if you hug somebody, maybe you're a guy and you hug a guy. Like, don't linger your hands around. Like, these are important things that, that particularly, like we need to, just throw out there. Um, we need to go old school as a church. Yeah, because the old school, and, and they may accuse you of being a Pharisee or making rules up. Listen, the problem is not rules and parameters. It's when you equate them with the Word of God. Yeah. Right? But I was telling Michael, and I, I found this out from an old school pastor. I walked in, and, and there was, it was a mix, you know, men and women in there. And I went up to the one of the ladies, and I stuck my hand out and shook her hand. And he pulled me aside and said, do you know that's improper etiquette? I go, for real? He said, no. 100%. Real. He said, Back in the day, you'd never approached a woman. Now, she stuck her hand out, then you shook her hand. You didn't just presume that you could touch her. I went, I I remember thinking in my head, I've heard a lot of stuff. I have never even heard that. Mm -hmm. So then I went onto the Google machine, and I looked it up, and it actually, every one of you, look, men are not supposed to do that. But we're we're so far from that. What is a man? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to preach a series. I made it to the end. That we're going to have to preach through these things. And it sounds funny, but it just needs to be said what a man is, what a woman is, what the differences are, not just biological, but spiritual and all of these things. But, but men, listen, it, you, it, for 6,000 years, women were abused and oppressed. And the Christian West, okay, developed certain ethics 
It has nothing to do with our skin color. It has to do with the Judeo-Christian worldview. That's right. That's right. And they realized that the way women are being treated like property and are, can, can be abused. They didn't even consider it abuse because they didn't consider them worth more that this treatment would be like, you know, like you leave your dog, you know, in you it's like what's well, not abuse, it's just a dog, right? So the Judeo Christian well not for you, but for the Judeo Christian ethic, we began to hold the doors open for the ladies. We began to uh, stand up when a woman walks in the room. Okay? These things were met as safeguards. You sure as heck didn't walk up to the women, smack the rear, and we'll hey guys will do that to each other. Honestly, you go in a locker room, whack. You don't do that to a lady. Why? Because it's not, because, okay. Could you do that in a brotherly way? Hypothetically. Probably. I guess you could. But the problem now is guy to guy? No, to, to a woman. Like, could you do no. that without lusting? I think you could probably do that as a joke. I'm saying hypothetically, follow me here. No. If you were to. <laughs> I, I can't follow never, that one. Never is that okay. I see, I'm saying I see it's not saying. okay. Yeah, you're, it's not you're okay abstract. because you are getting close. You are getting close to being inappropriate. You are actually touching something that could lead to that type of thing happening, right? So we place the barrier here. You keep your hands off. If, there's, no, there's no room for joking, even if in your mind you're not trying to be sexual, is what I'm saying. You, to right, you, I'm you with think you on that's that. funny. Right. No, it doesn't matter if you think it's funny, and it doesn't matter if you think it's, it, it's not sexual. You just walked up and did this thing, or even, even with a towel or something like that, right? Like at a, at a swimming pool. No, you don't go there. And why are these safeguards created? Because there are so many stupid people out there that think, well, if it's okay to do this, then it's okay to do this. Right. Well, and this is in spite of the double standard that's been created, right? There's this pseudo-equality where women want to be treated the exact same way as men, but, that's that, the but then they want, they want chivalry. They can't have both, but as the church... We, we have to ignore that double standard in the sense that, you know, if we're going to be consistent, let's treat you like men. But we're not, we, we know there's a difference between men and women, so we're going to treat the women biblically, which is different. With honor. And, right? With honor, respect, and love. And, right. and if someone's not your wife, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, there, there are a few people, and they mostly come from other cultures. Not that I've had anybody in this church or anywhere else recently make me feel uncomfortable with with uh, the way they've interacted with my wife but it's typically the uh, some some different cultures where they just have this disposition of respect from the eye contact they make from the the words they use the tone they use there is just an extreme respect I have for the people who honor that with mm -hmm. my wife and I want to emulate that with other men's wives as well so that I'm keeping that boundary up it's just it's common sense at the end of the right. day and you can and, you can yeah. even you can be you can be creepy with a look with yes. you know little comments little it's just I would I'd rather err on the side of being mean, frankly, yeah. than, than you know being accused of something well, it's like else. Like when Mike Pence and I don't said he doesn't meet alone with women. Yeah, yeah. You call me what you want to call me. Right, but, but I'm not doing it. But I'm being faithful to my marriage, and I'm not getting and accused of false that things. That Christian ethic came out of a protection of the women. So just to be clear, it is not okay to go up and stamp a woman on the rear end as you're walking by. What my point Unless is, it's your wife. It, it's and then your wife. Probably not okay still. What I'm saying though is that the person in their mind may not be thinking sexual thoughts like they may it may just be like they think it's funny for some reason right but we set these boundaries up you don't let your hand linger mm -hmm. you don't you, you don't do these things if particularly if you're a christian man because number one you don't know what that woman's been through in her life mm -hmm. you don't know have no idea what type of creeps she's dealt with what she went on when she was a little girl you don't know any of this stuff right let alone just the hygiene and especially in the covid era and all this other stuff but just you don't know so if you if you if if my you're not going to see me stick my hand out to a woman ever if she sticks her hand out to me i'll shake her hand i don't presume any of that i don't get i don't um I just don't. I don't. I, I which is a on. good. Which is a good place to to start. Like I mean, and those are um, boundaries you've set up. I would say this to all men. Like just 
if if you do give a hug or a handshake, like let it be that, and please watch where your hands go, like during yes. the hug, like. And and again, I have like, a hard time believing that your hand goes somewhere where it shouldn't on accident, unless you are literally getting bounced around in a mosh pit or something like that. I I will call you out if your hand is going too low, hurt back, or something like that. Don't tell me that you don't know that because every fiber of your body, if you're a man, is going whoop 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 because guess what? You've got red blood. And don't tell me you don't know where your hands are. Don't mm-hmm. be like Governor Como, by the way. Because I will, I will question your integrity. Yeah. I will. Don't. I'd rather you just say, "Well, you know, uh, don't tell me I didn't know. Or I didn't know that. I didn't know that was inappropriate." Listen, you're not doing it. Uh, you're. I'm not going to. Well, I'm just going to shut up. But I'm I'll telling you, we will pull you in this office, and I will call you out on that because I don't believe it. What's interesting is the world itself has these standards in business. Governor Cuomo is going to get canned as the governor of New York yeah. because he put a his hand on a lady's back. She removed it. He put it back. He asked to kiss her. These are seemingly insignificant things. He's going to lose his governorship, not because he killed thousands of people or is responsible for the deaths of thousands of people in, nurse, in nursing homes. Yeah. That should be what's taking him down. Which he is. But think about it. if the world identifies that as inappropriate. I mean, that's that's a given. Even yeah. the world recognizes that standard. Right. You know. And yet, in some churches, some people, and what it is is, we'll say, "Well, that's just the way so and so is," or "That's just." Yeah. The, we don't operate that way around we're here. Not. Yeah. And the biggest hindrance, let me say this, to us dealing with it is us not knowing about it. Don't think to yourself, I'm not going to say nothing. I, I just, you come see Pastor Gary and tell me about something because if I don't know Can you about come it, see Pastor Michael? <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to get, unless you oh, get man. knocked out. Uh, uh, see, us, see, us, see us both. And, and you're right, Gary. Um, please, please tell us. And here's the thing. It may be something that does get squashed and that person genuinely like, hey, my, like, wasn't thinking and then they never do it again. But if we don't know, we can't even begin to figure it out and stop it. And maybe even, Lord forbid, someone comes in with bad intentions, right. uh, be able to protect uh, you or someone else. Squashing it is not going to be make a big production of it. Right. I think sometimes ladies, and I'm not a woman, so I, I, my understanding is limited, okay? But I think sometimes, from what I understand, the way they talk is they don't, it's almost embarrassing to them. So we're, I don't want you to think that we're going to address this out in front of everybody. Right. What we do is we'll grab him, pull him aside, and strictly him. Oh. warn him, don't you ever do it again. Yeah, Matthew 18, I mean, you're coming to the individual, right. unless it was a public event, and, and by public, other people were involved in it or have seen it, then right. there's no need for others to get involved. And I, I can see trepidation on the woman's side, saying, well, I don't want to get them in trouble. It's not that big of a deal. This is the time to do it. It is a big because it, yes. it'll probably progress if it's. And here's the thing too. Progress. Let's be honest, and we'll end here. Um, if not you, imagine like this is this person. It's a behavior, and they're going out and they're representing. Yep. I'm not just New Hill Church, right. but God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a good look. Um, no. So if if nothing else, if the person does have good intentions. They know they're able to change and, and be conformed to God's word and his likeness and be a better witness because of it. Right. We hope that this podcast helped you to put Jesus in the perspective. If you have any questions about this episode or about a relationship with Jesus, please email us at engage at newhilloh.com and we'll reach out to you, do a blog or a podcast episode to answer your questions and help you grow in your faith. Go be the church by honoring God and all that you do, observing the things he's commanded, provide to the needs of others, and extend the offer that's been extended to you. Peace. Boom.